A double amputee makes the climb of his life. Today's good news coming up. The Daily Detour. Headlines and entertainment on your schedule. Featuring music by our house band, Quickie. And now, your host, Dan Roberts. Oh, Dan Roberts, how exciting. Eh, how you doing? I hope you're doing well. Welcome to the Daily Detour podcast. I'm doing okay. It's kind of highs and lows. Okay. First of all, I got some money from the government. Like, I, I believe it's a stimulus card. Not a check, but like a little debit card. Odd amount on the card. Wasn't any of the numbers that I threw your way, so I'm not quite sure how they did the math. That was confusing, but I'll take it. And then also in the mail yesterday, a speeding ticket. I was outraged. In fact, I thought it was a hoax because on the envelope, it had an address in uh, Tempe, Arizona, and then it wanted me to send a check to Seattle, Washington. I'm like, this is phony. So I did my due diligence and uh, found the, the place they wanted me to go in the letter through the legitimate, you know, state of Washington website. Sure enough, it was legitimate. And then my outrage started to dissipate a little bit. And then I clicked around and found photos of me driving my car too fast, for sure. There was video definitely going too fast. And I was still angry, but now it was directed at myself. So easy come, easy go, I guess, is the point of that story. Here's some money, Dan, from the government. Yeah, I'll go ahead and deposit this into my (laughs) local government's account. Jeez. Also, the irony not lost on me that I've barely driven in the last year. So, of course, I get a ticket on one of those outings. I will say this, though. I think it was my first ever speeding ticket ever in my life. Because I drive like an old man. Not really, but I guess it was just my turn. And I think the only other... I've gotten lots of parking tickets. I get Not a lot, but probably more than I remember, I suppose. Because it's, you know, what, what do you do? But the only other actual traffic violation, uh, I think I was like 17 years old. At the time. So again, I suppose it's my turn. That's the only way I can not be mad about it. <laughs> it was my fault. Uh, but I guess my record's still pretty good. I don't know. What are you going to do? You must control the things that you can control. And let go of the things that you cannot. That's the Zen approach. All right, more with my guest Bob Bergen today. The voice of Porky Pig and many other animated characters. Good guy. Interesting fellow. And he's got some good stories to share, but so do I. Gosh, dang it, I've got some good stories for you. Starting with this good news story about a disabled vet uh, who made the climb of his life. His name is Neil Heritage. I love that name. Uh, He lost both legs in an attack by a suicide bomber in Iraq in 2004. Now, after recovering from his injuries, he completed triathlons, learned to ski, even joined a team to row across the Atlantic Ocean. I have both my legs. I've done none of those things. I love that he learned to ski after. So he's a soldier in more ways than one. He's a soldier in life. Uh, He's 39 years old. He's from the United Kingdom. And now he's added another achievement, another notch in his belt, uh, becoming the first above-the-knee double amputee to scale the Matterhorn. And we're not talking the one at Disneyland. He did it for himself. It's a personal accomplishment. But he also did it for his veterans charity, raising 6,500 euros in the process. He says he's over the moon. It's been a dream of his for a long time. And it was actually his third attempt in three years to reach the peak. Co-climber Mark Hook said it was just so special managing to achieve something we've worked so hard on over the years. And it wasn't easy. Hook said his friend's specially designed prosthetic limb fell off near the summit and took more than 20 minutes to reattach. 
So quite a story. I hope they took a lot of pictures, maybe some video to share with the world. I think that would make a great documentary, actually. And so now he's done that. He's just going to sit on the couch and get fat like the rest of us, right? No! He's already focusing on his next goal. He wants to kayak the Amazon River. Neil Heritage. Good on you. Don't you feel especially lazy when you hear things like that? (laughs) And really small. You feel really small that you have anything that you complain about? Good gosh, that's inspiring. And that moves us further into the podcast. It is time for some headline news. The House approved a resolution to use the 25th Amendment to remove Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump from office, the office of the president. And that is probably the end of that uh, resolution. But it is very likely that uh, the process of impeachment has already begun. And even Mitch McConnell seems to be leaning towards that, I think. You know, it's hard to say. They say these ambiguous things, and then they can always pivot the other direction. So who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, I don't really want to talk about Trump too much today. I mean, I I could talk about President Trump's speech in in, in Alamo, Texas, but I, I don't want to. I could tell you how he blamed everyone but himself for his supporters' anger, but I don't want to. I also don't want to mention how he never mentioned the fallen Capitol Police officer once. And, you know, I won't even hint about the symbolism of hosting a rally near the border wall that he's building in a city named after the Alamo. So instead, I'll share this with you. Uh, There's been a new development in the Flint, Michigan water probe. Ex-Governor Rick Snyder, his health director and other former officials are being charged in the scandal, which poisoned the largely black community of Flint, Michigan, with lead contaminated water and was blamed for a deadly outbreak of Legionnaire's disease. So this has been going on forever. I don't even know what they're drinking in Flint right now, quite frankly. But at long last, it seems that uh, people who knew and didn't share their knowledge are being held accountable. That's the theme for 2021, by the way, accountability. And while Snyder and his people await trial, they'll be treated to the home game version of guess what you're drinking tonight. Uh, new development regarding COVID-19 and traveling. Anyone flying to the U.S. will soon need to show proof of a negative test for the disease, health officials announced. The new measures are designed to try to prevent travelers from bringing in newer forms of the virus that scientists say can spread more easily. And there are three new strains that I know about uh, that have been reported. One from the UK, one from South Africa, and ding, 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 brand new this week, Japan. And I know that two out of three of those, they, they believe the current vaccine will be just fine for that. And I have no reason to think otherwise about the one from Japan. I think we're okay, but stay tuned. And I think that the big deal, at least with the other two, has been not so much that it's deadlier. It's not a bigger, badder virus in that respect, but it does transmit more easily. So it's still a concern. Our hospitals are at maximum capacity. No one needs to get sick once we have the vaccine. What else is going on in the world? Oh, a warning for you. There's been a product recall. I don't know if these brands are available in my area, but perhaps they're in yours. More than 11,000 containers of Weiss Cookies and cream ice cream are being recalled, as well as 502 units of Klein's Vanilla Dairy Ice Cream, because they may contain metal shards. The Food and Drug Administration say the chunks of metal may pose a choking hazard. Yes, I'm sure when you break your teeth loose on the metal shards, you might choke on them. (laughs) Thank you. More of that. Headlines and punchlines. Here we go. Disneyland, this is not a joke, Disneyland will be giving COVID vaccinations... So, you know, if you feel better getting the vaccine from someone named Goofy, it's your lucky day. (laughs) You know, I don't do that. (laughs) 
Uh, that makes me laugh. You know, I, it's just awkward to, to throw out a punchline and just have the pause. So I throw in that really for your benefit and the joke's benefit. It doesn't make it any more funny or less funny, whatever the case. But I do think it sounds a little bit better. So, yes, Disneyland will be giving COVID vaccinations. You will have to get inside a spinning cup to get yours. Second doses of the vaccine will be given when and only when patients are able to locate all the hidden Mickeys in the park. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure given more time, there are better jokes to make there. But that's what I got for you. How about this? The race to be the mayor of a Houston suburb resulted in a tie. So the candidates names. Seriously, the candidates names were put into a top hat and a winner's name was drawn. That person is now mayor of this Houston suburb. That is not a joke. In accordance with the suburbs bylaws, all mayoral decisions now must be made by playing rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) Yeah, that one's kind of lame. Now, here's an unusual story that caught my attention. Georgia deputies captured an emu that was running amok on the highway. The bird was identified as a member of an extremist group and put on the no-fly list. See, now see, that's clever because emus are a flightless bird. So see, emu, no-fly list. That's, uh, yeah, that's worth one of those. It is strange, though. Emus are native to Australia, so I don't know how the emu got to Georgia. Probably wanted to tamper with the votes or something. I don't know. Children in Spain are learning the deadly art of bullfighting. Jeez, you thought puberty was tough on you. (laughs) Don't worry for the children's safety. They wear masks and use hand sanitizer before every bullfight. (laughs) I did have a second punchline for that, but I'm going to withhold it just out of self-respect for myself. Here we go. Home stretch. 12 bottles of French Bordeaux are back from a year in space because science. Researchers are eager to see how space altered the sedimentation and bubbles. So yet another thing for wine snobs to be uppity about. Oh, you just simply must try this Bordeaux, my dear. It's simply out of this world. Mm, do I detect a hint of moonbeam? Oh, I thought so, too. And perhaps a note or two of Jupiter. Anyway, space wine, it's a real thing. They're going to drink uh, the first bottle of it, and then they're going to do experiments on the rest of it. Analyze it, dissect it. What changed in outer space? That's the mission. That's right. They're going to waste 11 bottles of French Bordeaux. All right, before we get to some real entertainment and my guest, Bob Bergen, how about we take a glance at the world of Hollyweird? According to the gossip column, page six, diehard star Bruce Willis was asked to leave a Los Angeles Rite Aid on Monday after he refused to wear a mask. Saw the photo for myself. He was wearing a bandana around his neck that could have easily been pulled over his mouth and nose. Now, he left without buying anything. I think they should have kept him around, given him a chance to crawl around in the ventilation system like John McClane did at Nakatomi Plaza in Die Hard. No mask? Yippee-ki-yay. <coughs> Mother. <coughs> Mother. <coughs> I don't know if any of this is working today, but I'm having fun. Uh, you can use this against me. This is good blackmail tape right here. Don't give him the job. Listen to this idiot. TMZ reporting that Chris Jenner is threatening legal action against TikTok star, put that in quotes, uh, Ava Louise, who apparently admitted to fabricating that rumor about Kanye West and makeup guru Jeffree Star hooking up. Now, rest assured, I would never fabricate something like that. I just repeated. As for those Kim and Kanye divorce rumors, TMZ says the couple is still in marriage counseling. So there's a chance they'll work it out. If you're on Twitter, you've probably seen Chuck Norris's picture coming up the last 24 hours or better. 
Twitter mob taking a dump on the old uh, Chucker because a photo has surfaced that appears to show Chuck Norris at the Capitol riots. The only problem is it's not him. It's lookalike, pretty good lookalike, but too young to actually be the Walker Texas Ranger star. So a nice reminder that if you have a choice between going to the riots on the Capitol building or being Chuck Norris, always be Chuck Norris, who, by the way, is going to track down every last one of those haters and kick their ass. Machine Gun Kelly, I don't know if you've heard his album. I love the, the title of the whole thing, which is Tickets to My Downfall. And this is a guy that really had very little success and had a rough childhood, really didn't have any parental guidance, abandoned by uh, parents. And I think he was about to throw in the towel when he recorded this album. He's just like, screw it. And anyway, long story short, too late. Uh, that's the album that's resonating with the public. Anyway, Machine Gun Kelly reportedly moving in with his girlfriend, Megan Fox. She was spotted helping him load boxes of his belongings into a car, which as far as I'm concerned, is as good as a Grammy Award. Pretty sure he's nominated. But if you've got Megan Fox helping you move, you've already won. That's all I'm saying. Finally, the London Zoo is denying Ricky Gervais his dying wish of being fed to lions. This is what he wants. Now, right out of the gate, I need to tell you, he is not terminally ill or anything as far as I know. But he knows eventually he's going to kick the bucket. And what he would like is to be fed to lions. The COO of the London Zoo said, I suspect Ricky may be a bit gristly for our lions. So that's kind of funny. Uh, however, the idea was supported by viewers who aren't fans of the frequent Golden Globes host until they realized that he meant feed me to the lions after I'm dead. All right. <laughs> Enough of that. It's easier to write uh, punchlines than read them. I swear to God. It's time to talk to a good guy. Emmy nominated. I think Emmy winning. We're just going to say that right now. Why double check the facts? I'll bring it up eventually in the pre-recorded interview with Bob Bergen. One of my least favorite things is the attitude that I would think would be dead by now, but it is not, that cartoons are for kids. I mean, in an age of... Well, we've had The Simpsons for so... Like, 30 seasons or something or more, and uh, Family Guy. I mean, there's so much adult animation out there, but there's still some people that still think of them that way. And I always point to, like, the Flintstones, even. You know, I, I think as the show went on, it got a little more targeting the kids, maybe, instead of the family. But essentially, it's a show... It's a show about a grumpy guy and and his buddy, and you know there there's a lot of marriage jokes in there. I mean, it wasn't what kid cares about what kid should care about marriage, you know, humor, but it was there because it was there for the adults. Well, it was a primetime sitcom, happened to be animated, and it was loosely based on the honeymooners. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was not intended for kids. Then they syndicated it, and I agree with you. Towards the end of its run, it got a little bit more juvenile. Yeah. Um, but the show, I think, I think it completed its primetime run in like like '66, and it was then it was just about three or four years later that Saturday morning aired the Pebbles and Bam Bam show where they were teenagers. Right. So so yeah, these 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 characters were 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 quite definitely, um, or the show was quite definitely originally for adults. Do you have you heard anything else about a reboot of that series, in, like in um, rumblings? I've heard over the years that Seth MacFarlane was was wanting to do something. Um, I do, I, I yeah, over and over again. You hear that there there there's. Um, I think there actually was a show called Yabba Dabba Dinosaurs or something like that. That was a kind of a reboot, but um, you know that's the thing today. Everything old is new again. Exactly. Well, I, I, the last thing I heard was that Elizabeth Banks had uh, had like purchased the rights or something. So I'm still I'm still hoping to see something. I love those characters. Yeah. Uh, and Mel Blanc was 
was uh, Barney Rubble on that, and Mel Blanc uh, kind of played an important role in your uh, career choice. Oh, well, you know, I've, I've, it's a story I've told a lot, but the bottom line is I just, I was a kid, I moved to L.A., I wanted to be Porky Pig, and I thought, well, hell, I, I should just call Mel Blanc and tell him that, you know, I'm here, I can do this voice, and if anybody has, if, if nobody's ever offered him a chance to retire, I'd be more than happy to. And I, and I honestly thought I was being generous. I didn't yeah. think I was being obnoxious. So I looked in the phone book and I couldn't find his number. And, and my dad uh, informed me that, you know, L.A. is not like Cincinnati. There's a lot of phone books because it's a wider area. So he traveled from like Pasadena to Malibu and went to the post office. They used to have a thing called the phone book. And he got me a bunch of white page phone books. And I just one Saturday just called every blank in the book until I found his number under his wife's name, which was Estelle. Were there a ton of blanks yeah there was lots of blank i I called every m or mel blank yeah Yeah. tons and i also i taped the conversation which is 100 percent illegal but i did i I think people asked me why i taped it and i thought i taped it because i knew i was going to be so nervous i wasn't going to be able to take notes if he gave me advice so i wanted to be able to refer back to it Plus, you're 14 years old, and no one's going to believe you unless you have proof. I don't know if that went through your head, but it's... I don't think that went. No, I don't think that went through my head at all. I really don't. I have that tape. I didn't edit it, so I might bail out on it because I think it lasts a few minutes. But I just wanted to give people a, a taste of a 14-year-old Bob Bergen having the guts to cold call the Mel Blanc household. advice right out of the gate and i love that he has a critique of a disney character yeah you know it's fun it's funny because i haven't heard that in a while and you've got the long version i do have a shorter version that i cut out dialing the number and he's not there yet and then you can hear the family dog because my mom was out shopping and you hear the family dog going nuts as my mom comes in with bags 
And then you, at some point you hear her, her voice. My mom, I had signs all over the house. Don't hang up the phone. I'm talking to Mel Blank. And I just had my little tape recorder in the kitchen with the phone on it, on the, on the little built-in mic. And my mom goes and hangs the phone up. <laughs> and then she comes, into, she comes into her bedroom where I'm on her extension. And I, I say, I'm talking to Mel Blank, but don't. And she picked the phone back up in the kitchen, but she turned it the wrong way. So you don't get the rest of the conversation. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I played with a recorder when I was a kid, and all, so I totally remember the, the notes and telling my parents to be quiet or do whatever. Sure. And now we're in quarantine, Bob, and I feel like <laughs> we're back in that situation. A little uh, bit, yeah. 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 Uh, that is so cool. And did you connect with him a as an adult? Uh, well, mm, so uh, dur during the course of that conversation, which isn't on on the tape because I, the tape actually broke. I'd listened to it so much in my little cassette recorder that, you know how the old, old cassettes when they would get caught in the rotary and stretch and break? So yeah. the, tape, the tape broke and I threw it away. And like, like 10, 20 years later, my mom found it in a drawer because she'd retrieved it from the garbage can. And I had it digitally enhanced. That's, that's what I had on my, on my uh, website. But um, during the course of that conversation, he mentioned the name of the studio he was working at that week. He didn't say the day or the time. He just mentioned um, the, the name. So when I finished my conversation with him, I called that studio pretending to be his assistant. And I just had to figure out a way to get them to tell me when he was going to be there. And I said, hi, I'm, I'm calling from Mr. Mel Blank. I'm his assistant. And I'm calling to confirm his appointment for this uh, Thursday at 11, and, and, the, and the receptionist says, we actually have him scheduled for Wednesday at, at, at 10. I went, oh my God, that's right. I'm looking at the wrong calendar. I'm so sorry, thank you. So I said to my mom, he's gonna be at the studio on, on Wednesday. We're gonna go see him. And my mom said, cool. And she let me skip school, and I walked into the studio, and I said to the receptionist, hi, we're guests of Mel Blank. He said we could watch. And she said, oh, he's in that booth over there. And when we walked into his booth, I said to his producer, hi, we're friends with the receptionist. And she said we could watch. <laughs> and, and, and the producer said, sure, have a seat. So I got to watch him do a Looney Tunes project, and I got his autograph. And that was it until about maybe six months before he passed away, he had written an autobiography, and I went to a book signing. So I, I got a copy of his, auto, of his autobiography autographed by him. And those are the only two times I ever got to meet him. Looking back, what is what do you, how do you feel about that kid that had the guts to do that? Like, would you do anything like that now? Yeah, I mean, I, did, I, I seriously, I didn't think it was unusual. I figured, you know, if you're a kid and you want to be an accountant, call an accountant. If yeah. you're a kid who wants to be a baseball player, call a baseball player. I wanted to be a Looney Tune, so I called a Looney Tune. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, I think the only thing holding us back is our, our, ourselves. I, I didn't think it was, it was even a gutsy thing to do. The, certainly the, the uh, studio was a, was a gutsy thing. I think it was all gutsy. I mean, most people don't. It doesn't even occur to them, maybe, or they talk. Here's what my wife always says. Don't have the other side of the conversation yourself. And I think a lot of people would talk themselves out of that phone call because they're already hearing uh, him hang up on them or, or whatever. Well, I thought the worst, worst case scenario, he does hang up or whoever doesn't let me talk to him. But I wouldn't, I would, if I didn't try, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I love that. I, and I credit you and I credit Mel for, for you know, your guts and his uh, reception, his receiving of you there. For, for your career or the start of it, you know, but I, you got to give credit to your dad too. What would have happened to Bob Bergen if you'd stayed in Cincinnati? I think I would have gotten myself to Los Angeles and tried to get into this business conventionally, you know, uh, you know, like I just, 
an adult who moves to LA and gets a bunch of odd jobs and tries to make it a snack. More with Bob Bergen on tomorrow's episode of The Daily Detour. Thank you so much for listening. I hope it was worth it. I hope you don't feel ripped off by today's absolutely free piece of entertainment. (laughs) It's certainly a work in progress. So there'll be some growing pains. There'll be some changes over the next year. Think about how much a person has changed over the course of 2020. Think of this podcast like that. By next year, it will be fat and lazy. I'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to The Daily Detour, a production of Basic Bits, LLC, hosted by Dan Roberts, music by Quickie, and I'm your announcer, Libet Wolf. New episodes drop Monday through Friday. Subscribe now so you never miss a moment. And we'll chat with you next time. Okay, that's it for today. Time to find something good to listen to.